All right, welcome back everyone to In The Clinch with myself and Ben. Um, <clears throat> it was a pretty wicked fight night on Saturday, which to be honest was very refreshing because I feel like, I'm sure you would agree, Ben, like the fight nights have just been lacking recently. They really, compared yeah. to like the fight nights we used to get, I think partly because of the apex, the fact that they're not going abroad, which will obviously change this weekend, which we will come on to. But it was really, really pretty amazing to just see uh, this action-packed, quick, brutal fight card with loads of big names as well. So, um, yeah, it was sick. But, yeah, firstly, Matt, how are you? I know you got into... Yeah, all uh, good. Maybe a potential... All good. ...bit of a scrap you got into on the weekend competing. I don't want to talk yeah. about that, Matt. I had my first uh, um, Thai boxing fight for my university. Uh, but it was like, it's kind of more like an interclub. So it was a non-decision fight. So technically no winner or loser, but, uh, yeah, it was like in front of a pretty big crowd. Um, uh, it was only three rounds, one half minute round. So not, not too, not too uh, strenuous, but that was a wicked experience and, uh, yeah, learned quite a lot from it. But aside from that, like you were saying, pretty good to have a good, uh, good UFC fight night. After, I mean, even the pay-per-views haven't quite lived up to the hype. So, yeah, it's nice to see just like a a stacked UFC fight night and not just a stacked UFC fight night, but the fights actually went like mad as well. That That's a terrible way to explain it. The, the fights were good is essentially what I'm trying to fucking say. <laughs> yeah, totally. So I feel like we should start from the bottom up because... <laughs> Saying all this, like the actual main event was not that good, um, unfortunately. So I think we should probably start at the bottom. Yeah, that was insane. That was, what, a, like a clean flying knee? Were they heavyweights? Light heavy. So the card started off with just the most ridiculous finish. It has to be up there now, I reckon, with like one of the best openings to a card ever uh, or not even a card a fight night yeah as a Matt Mazakanov who's actually 11-0 to be fair um, at light heavyweight crazy flying knee um, almost like from the clinch but he sort of like disconnected at times but yeah mad knockout on um, Tafon and Chukwe just such a sick opening to the card Yeah, not a lot more I can add on that. I just I saw the finish, didn't really see the whole fight, but insane flying knee. Oh yeah, fair play to him. That was ridiculous. Yeah. So Ben, riddle me this, mate. How can Guido Canetti knock out Chris Matunio in one round, but your boy Sean O'Malley couldn't finish him at all? Riddle me yeah, that, Sean mate. O'Malley <laughs> easily. Sean O'Malley softened up his chin with 100-plus significant strikes to his head. Fucking wow. wobbled his brain about. Thousand men out. And uh, whoever that, John Janetti or whatever you said, he, like, finished off his fucking leftovers, mate. <laughs> mate, his name's Guido. Guido, Guido Canetti. Uh, Guilio Janetti or something, Matt. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, I mean... He had heavy hands, really. He's, uh, he's, I was well impressed with uh, Gilo Chianetti's um, fucking 
His leg kicks. His kicks yeah. in general were phenomenal. He kicked really, really hard. Obviously, he had steel, uh, hands of steel. And yeah, I mean, every fight's different. Like people saying, oh, he did watch John O'Malley, he couldn't do him three rounds and a half. Like, yeah, shut the fuck up. Uh, nah, I'm only joking. I'm, uh, like I know you're on it. Feel a bit bad for him. Like, fucking, like, yeah, so peak. Um, but it was just mad the way Kennedy, like, actually, it looked like he was knocked out standing up. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a stoppage where like he's get they're both getting hit. Like he really just did look like he lost conscience like while standing and then like quickly regained it. But like maintained like fighting stance kind of. But you could see his face was just like I get why he was given a chance in the UFC, but like after the Sean O'Malley fight, but like surely that fight told you that he's not quite UFC caliber. So like maybe they could have put him on like a developmental contract or something like that rather than just Feeding him some fucking other savage. I don't know. He doesn't. Well, he just doesn't look technically like he belongs in the UFC. No offense to him. Hey, I I totally agree. Yeah, but then my question would be, all right, well then why the fuck do you actually give him to Sean O'Malley? Like, why did you give him Sean O'Malley? Like, they were they were literally bantamweight saying, "I'll fucking step in and fight him right now." But instead, you go out and you sign this random guy that no one has heard of, and he's been fucking shit. Like, how does that make any sense? It's, it just reflects. It kind of reflects badly on the UFC because, like, I I can't imagine Sean O'Malley. And Sean O'Malley, yeah, I don't know. But Sean O'Malley doesn't can't really like choose his opponents. I mean, the UFC probably just were like, you have a, a almost a hundred percent chance you're going to beat this guy. And, like, we don't want to see you lose on a pay-per-view. So, here you go. And he was just like, yeah, sure. I'm going to earn the same amount of money either way. So, win-win for him. Yeah. No, that's very true, but... I but it's not think, cool. But it just look, like, makes the whole thing just look... Like, that's got to go down now. It's, like, one of the most, like, ridiculous mismatches the UFC have ever made. Yeah. Especially they've in recent used, times. They've just used Chris Martino as, like, a punch bag, basically. It's, yeah, but I mean, it's a great opportunity for him as like a, a sort of an aspiring fighter to go in and potentially like dethrone the or de- derail the hype train that was Sean O'Malley. But yeah, I, I, it's, it's pretty peak. Like he'll forever just be associated with the guy uh, as the guy who's like got murked by Sean O'Malley and then got knocked out in his following fight. Well, that's the thing. Imagine if he, like, where does he go from here? I mean, the UFC give him another fight? I guess that would be, like, the nice thing to do. <laughs> but on what basis has he earned, like, another fight in the UFC? I don't know. Like, he just doesn't look good at all. And I feel bad saying that because, like, he, he's taken so much damage, the sort of double whammy. But. Yeah, it's just uh, just a strange situation. So you had four consecutive, sorry, five consecutive finishes to open up the uh, the card on the early prelims and prelims. That's <laughs> nuts. So Doucher, oh mate, how do you say this guy's name? 
Boucher, Lundriambula against Cody Brundage. Uh, Cody Brundage was getting fucked up in the first round and then secures the most ridiculous guillotine. Like, unbelievable comeback. That, that, that I think, I think that's what made the Terence McKinney Drew Dover fight slightly less amazing for me because it was almost like uh, very similar in this one. Like almost just different weight classes, a uh, very similar situation. Except obviously one was a submission, one was a KO. But yeah, pretty awesome to see, eh? Yeah, Lecce Mekam Chambula. He was going off. He was absolutely murking Grandage or fucking Bandage. And Grandage, is it? Yeah, Grandage. Cody Brandage, Matt. Yeah, Brandage. Brandage was getting it. The head slapped off him. Uh, is a big lad, very heavily muscled, and hits very hard. You can tell. And uh, yeah, fair play to old Brandage. Hung in there, pulled off a fucking guillotine. <laughs> like the biggest clutch submission going. Fair play. But yeah, I'd I'd feel pretty gutted if I was the limited Cambula. Because uh, that fight was there for him for the taking, and he just made one silly mistake. Didn't have good posture. Got his fucking head snapped down, and it. That's all she wrote. Yeah, hundred percent. And then, <clears throat> as I said, you had two two other submissions from Miranda Maverick and Damon Jackson, and then yeah, Trevin Jones unlucky against Basharat. Jadie Aldridge secured the win, and Samuel Sperger, and that was the prelims, but. Like hell of a hell of a way to go into the first uh the main of main card. And then to kick it off, Alex Pereira. Um, yeah, kind of you haven't seen this fight, Matt, so <laughs> I wanna ask what you think, but, <clears throat> but I did. I, I saw the third round and I did yeah. manage to catch the first round just before we went on here. Oh, cool. And cool. Pereira looked largely in control and Renato was no mug, but like, yeah, I know he took Pereira down. Pereira was able to get up pretty easily. <clears throat> yeah, yeah Pereira's, Pereira's a beast. He's just very interesting. Like he, he's kind of scary to watch, but he does. He has his head up, so he's so like upright. You do think that? I think he he would lose to like a lot of the top ten, top fifteen middleweights, but he is like very good. And he could easily get a lot better. Like he's, he's got fucking. He looks can't look like he's fucking chiseled out of rock. To be honest, he's a beast. I think people are going to be quite hesitant to fight him. To be honest, because of his just his level of stand up fighting. Is yeah, that... but is there not just a? Do you not just think there's an absolute blueprint of just mm. like take him down? Like there's just no way yeah. he'll be able to get up against. Like, yeah, that's the main. Yeah, the top fifteen guys. Talk to the UFC in terms of like who they match him up against, because uh, the first guy was like the first guy I thought was like more of a grappler, but Bruno Silva, uh, I think the takedown he got in Alex on Alex Pereira was like his first takedown in his UFC career, <laughs> which says a lot. Yeah, so, it does. But yeah, it just depends who they match him up against, I suppose. Uh, well, I'm I mean, intrigued to see how he does against like top top fifteen guys. Yeah, so I'm just looking at the top 15 
narrower if you go from 10 to 15 or 15 to 10. Shabazian, Chris Weidman, Andre Muniz, Brad Tavares, uh, Nazordin Imamov, and Kelvin Gastelum. I would back every single one of them, bar maybe Shabazian, but I'd actually probably back Shabazian as well to have the capacity to take Pereira down and just keep the fight on the ground. Obviously, some more than others, like Weidman, Imavov, Tavares, but, and Muniz. But uh, I don't think there's anything to say that he won't improve, though. The UFC want him to fight Adesanya, though, so they're probably fucking fast tracking. Well, I would, if you look at that, like, I think it's someone like Shabazian or Gastelum, mate, give him your, to Uriah Hall. <laughs> that would be a sick fight. Like, if you're going to match him up with someone, like, Uriah Hall, number nine. Yeah, the reality is none of this matters because Hamzat <laughs> Chamarev just going to kill everyone. So. Yeah, it's true. Imagine Hamzat v Pereira. Oh, doesn't matter. It would be like a fucking lion playing with a mouse. Hamzat is just is literally going to make all of our discussions just so irrelevant because he's just going to murder everyone. I reckon. Just rename the podcast the Hamzat Hamzats. It's no longer like in the clinch. In, in the Hamzat. It's MMA. It's in the ham. Yeah. In the ham, mate. Or in the ham. In the ham. Yeah. Yeah, well, all right. Uh, Moving on to a division that actually will continue to matter because Hamza won't be able to go down to lightweight. Uh, Drew Dober put on a fucking mental comeback against McKinney. Um, I was pretty guided, to be honest, like, because I'm such a big fan of McKinney because his story is so sick. He's had such a quick comeuppance. He started, he just like, he's just so, I think he definitely got gassed and just sort of got quite over, overhyped, throwing, like he threw that meant like mad uh, hill kick, it's been a hill kick that just nowhere near, like such a waste of energy. But mate, Drew yeah, yeah. is so tough, like so fucking tough. Uh, McKinney put all his eggs in the one basket, trying to finish it early. Um, yeah. And he very nearly did in fairness to him. Like he's obviously got a sick finishing instinct from his, his last couple of fights. Dober's like such a massive step up in competition as well, and he nearly got it done. So McKinney, like, shouldn't feel hard done by it. Like took it on short notice against a really high level opponent. So yeah, McKinney just needs to develop that patience and uh, not rush it at the start of the fight because like when it doesn't, when you don't finish, and you've emptied your gas tank. Yeah, you're fucked. So, I do think there's something to be said, though, maybe for, um, you know, if uh, the referees uh, separated them, right, and made McKinney put his mouthpiece back in. So something like that is, is a massive sway of momentum. Like, McKinney's been on top of him, smashing him up, and then they get up, separated, 10 seconds of, like, just waiting, or, like, 5 to 10 seconds of not doing much at a time where McKinney's dominating and then Dober can kind of come back from that and um, get the, the finish in the way he did but yeah I mean the story really I just think is uh, is Dober like <laughs> he's so tough so so tough like and if you look at it in the context of like what he went through um, Islam Brad Riddell and who was his last fight before that um, 
Fuck, I'm going to have to have a look. But point being, he's fought a fucking murderous row of fighters uh, recently. And for him to get a win like this just proves he's so he's just so fucking good and tough. Yeah, he's an animal. It's that chin. It's fucking biggest chin I've ever seen. Yeah, isn't it? It's, it's like, he's such a chad. He's, he's such a fucking chad. He's just like, he's like See, what a typical... Like, seems like a really nice guy, though. Yeah, no, for sure. But like, what's like Barbie's fucking boyfriend, Ken or whatever? Like, you think about like, old... He's Ken, like a Toy yeah. Story character. No, in Toy Story. He's a Ken doll, yeah. Yeah, Ken doll, yeah. Like, he's just so American the way he looks, but... Yeah, you look at his like his since twenty nineteen. He lost to Benil Dariush, Polo Reyes. Um, he beat Polo Reyes, fought Nazrat, fought Alexander Hernandez, fought Islam, fought Brad Riddell, fought Terence McKenney. Um, nah, he's a fucking beast, bro. He was not looking to get on that um that three five skid. <laughs> he was like, nah. But uh, yeah, you know what I'd love to see. Uh, Drew Dober against Fiziev. Oh. Yeah, I was going to say Bobby Green, but Fiziev would also be fucking sick. Uh, I, I like Drew Dober, Bobby Green. That'd be yeah. scrap. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't, I think Fiziev, Fiziev Dober would be like such a a violent scrap. But I feel like Fiziev would win because his striking is better. Whereas Bobby Green, I feel like they'd have more of a. I don't want to say even, but I don't want Drew Dober to get any more brain damage than he already has. Uh, so I think Bobby Green would be like nicer for his head. If that makes I don't sense. even care, to be honest. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're a fighter now. You're like, yeah, I don't fucking care, man. Got my life on the line. <laughs> I'm losing my brain cells, so <laughs> fuck them. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, that moves us on nicely to like Khalil Roundtree, right? Because that was some of the most violent shit I've ever seen in my entire life. But I didn't give a fuck about Carl Robertson in that position. I was like, oh my God. Yeah, fucking soccer kick him again, like and straight into Is his it? liver. Mate, he's so lucky. He's so lucky that that soccer kick hit his arm. Is it possible to lose brain cells from a body kick? Because... <laughs> If ever there was, that's the kick. Just like the soccer kick to finish was fucking brutal. In fact, that whole finishing sequence was like he was out f- for blood. Could you, could you explain the rules about the soccer kick? So you can soccer <clears throat> kick yeah. to the, if they're on the ground to the body, but not to the head. Yeah. So when Think your opponent's ground grounded, you can't kick him in the head. But you can kick, kick him in the body. In the body. Like, Legs as well. He went He went to like almost like oblique kick or side kick him whilst he was down as well. It looked like a stamp. <laughs> like genuinely such a brutal finishing sequence. Like the, I think the commentator said he was beating, he beat him like, he, like he'd stolen something from him. And yeah. he really did. It was bad. Well, it's, it's, it's fucking mad because uh, he's like his dad was killed he, he's talking about it like post fight on Ariel's show show today <clears throat> talking about like 
I don't know, just it's hard to like say what he was really saying. Just a lot of, of emotional like shit about like him and like he's clearly been through like a bit of a rough patch and I know his his dad was killed and the people who like did it are, are somehow like not in jail. And I just think that like he's had a pretty tough life. Again, you might know more it's than fucked me. up. I can't remember like the details. Yeah. No, that's um, fucked up. But I'll tell you one thing though. <laughs> Mate, going to Thailand. Yeah. Great decision because his kicks, his low kicks, his body kicks are like ferocious. And his technique is like perfect now. It's mad. Like he, what, he fights like like a Thai. What did you make of his stance? Because he's never... Yeah, it was really like weird. That low, isn't it? He's normally very... He's, he's like changed his stance yeah. many times now throughout his career. Because like his last few fights was... He, he was like light on the front front foot and he was basically fighting as if he's in a Muay Thai bout whereas now he's like almost in like a wrestler's stance like it was very quite interesting low um, Robertson Robertson caught him with like a flying knee um, early on didn't land flush but yeah. he, he looked like he was susceptible to knees and like he landed the front kick as well I think to the face so yeah it was an interesting stance but um, I guess keeping grounded a lot of the time, you're, it allows you to sit on your punches. Yeah. And uh, you can land more power that way. And uh, it looked like that ended up working to Khalil's advantage. I liked how he came out like really fast in the second round with that um, like a three-punch combo. And I think he landed a left hook on the end. I think he missed the first two, but it was like to close distance. And he landed like a left hook and it dropped Robertson. Um, and that was kind of like the beginning of the end. So that's that's actually just a great tactic. Like it's like uh, Charles Oliveira against Chandler in their second round, just yeah. to come out straight away with like a lethal combo. Um, a lot of the time, the opponent doesn't expect it. There's like usually like a little bit of a feeling out process, but nah, Khalil was like, nah, see ya. You getting fucking dropped? His hooks from that stance were fucking crazy. Like you throw, it looked, I definitely he definitely generates far more power. But he has just like incredible talk and like his fucking back, man. Like when I told you earlier, he looked like a fucking mutant turtle. Like he does. He literally looks like a fucking teenage mutant ninja turtle, but like a black guy who's just fucking absolutely swole. Like it's scary. I honestly don't think I've seen a, a, a performance as scary as that in in ages. Like that's up there, one of the best. Like he looked like literally like he was going to fucking kill him. Um, the way Robertson at the end was just face down like it's just shaking with like almost with fear like feel, I, don't, I don't want to be disrespectful to Robertson but he really was just very like like, like totally just wanted it to stop um, but uh, mate he's such a beast he's such a tank that's so crazy his last two fights he's blown out um, I can't remember his name the guy's knee with an oblique kick and now he's just brutally murdered Froberson, who's this great fighter? Yeah, no, he's Khalil's a beast. Just needs to get that top fifteen scalp break into the more top top echelons. I feel like he's got the ability. Um, he just needs to get like, but well, I don't know what what kind of winning streak is he on. I swear he lost. He he looked like two he was going to go on a mad one, and then he oh he's on a two fight winning streak. Okay. 
Yeah, so he yeah, beat, a few uh, more wins. Just work his way up. Remember he, oh, what was his name, mate? What was his name? The guy who got Modestas Pekowski. Modestas Pekowski. That's it. Yeah, yeah. So now he's on a two fight skid. But before that, he was only on a two fight squid. Then he won one. Then he lost to Johnny Walker. Then he beat Guy Kansaki. So, mate, like he's beaten a lot of. He beat Paul Craig. Um. So yeah, I think how old is he though? I feel like he's quite old, mate. Oh, what? It's funny what? you mention. Go on, go on. He's thirty-two. Yeah, that's fucking mad. Oh, mate, mate, nah, mate. Strap season for Khalil if he can keep this up. Potentially, hey, you know Paul Craig. How you mentioned Paul Craig? Yeah, I didn't even realize until this fight night that Ankalaev's only loss was to Paul Craig. Yeah, what's he mad? Fucking triangled him. Mate, innit? Paul Craig's so I mean, we'll talk about him in a bit, innit, for the um London card. But yeah, mate, Paul Craig. Like, he's such a beast. His jujitsu is silky. Um but yeah, that was oh hold on. What was the um what was the next fight? Oh was it Marlon? Little Rovers. Was it Marlon? Was it what? Yeah, was it Marlon? Oh no, Alex Caceres. We should eat Yusuf. Uh, I didn't even see any of that. Can't lie. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, it was just like three round to see. We don't need to talk about that, Matt. Yeah, Marais. So, Marlon Marais. Do you reckon that's... Yeah. Uh, Song Yudong. That's the end has, for Marlon? Yeah, I think he retired. Didn't Marais? Yeah. Did Marais retire? That's why he like... Yeah. I, I mean, he's had I mean, some really bad losses. Not have, but it looked that way, innit? Yeah, he's had some really bad losses and he touched, you know, a title fight and he looked like a well-beater at one point and now much like quite a few people like Dominic Reyes, Volkan Nuzdemir, you hit that, hit that title shot and it doesn't quite go your way. Like, so you just see some fighters like, fuck, what do we do from here? And like it's not even through lack of work, working hard or whatever. It's literally just bad luck, really. I reckon. Yeah, it's like a snowball. Uh, it's, yeah, it's the game of inches, and it's just fucking yeah. It's hard, <laughs> really, really hard to like be at the top or stay at the top. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, it's tough. But you know, in Song Yudong, you've got like a young hungry up-and-coming guy who's like as I say still so young and his ceiling is like very very high and he's been trained by a really solid team and team alpha male and yeah he's just a beast so yeah Yeah, it was pretty hilarious seeing someone from team alpha male call out um Dominic Cruz he's like 22 and it's the year like 2022 oh no sorry Song like 24 25 but it's like 10 years it's like generations of alpha male team alpha male fighters have wanted to fight Dom Cruz um but yeah Marlon man <laughs> so peak as well because the thing he had to hat his hat on to, the thing he had to hang his hat on was that he always started well and then he just gassed. But 
you know, he got knocked out in like two minutes. So I don't think he looked awful, but he just got caught and then that was it. So that's, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. I'd like to see him go elsewhere and make money, but just a bit like, uh, unlucky, mate. A bit sad. It is, but like, I don't care that much either. So. You don't want to see him in better tour. I don't care. <laughs> I don't know him. So. <laughs> All right, Matt. Um, and Clive of Santos. Again, actually a bit of a sleeper. Um, and Clive just would not let Thiago Santos get near him with loads of jabs and takedowns. And that was it. Yeah, oh, yeah, another one that doesn't matter because if Hamzat had anything to do with it, he'd kill both of them. So, yeah. It's mad though that you say that Ankalai is now on a eight-fight winning streak and his last loss was Paul Craig. And before that, he was on a nine-fight winning streak. Paul Craig, first fight in the UFC, beat him. Oh, sorry, lost to him. Anywho... <laughs> Great, great fight night. But um, if there was ever a fight night that could eclipse that fight night, it will be UFC Fight Night London, which is taking place this weekend in the O2 Arena. The roof has been fixed, ready to roll. And the Russian has come into town, despite everything that's going on. So it's going to be an interesting one, isn't it, Joseph? Yeah, that is going to be fucking pretty interesting, eh? Like, do you get booed? I reckon the English crowd will fucking absolutely love it. Like, yeah, such an English card as well. Um, one million percent. Yeah, yeah, and it, mate, that'll be mad. Do you reckon? Like, imagine if that just like Aspinall, the pressure on Aspinall, so so massive because the people are so invested in that part of the fight as well. Mm-hmm. That storyline could have an impact, but. I'll be honest, yeah, like I'm I'm on the hype train. I reckon Aspinall's gonna absolutely smoke him. Like yeah. now that we're here, like I reckon Aspinall's gonna fucking I honestly would not be surprised if Aspinall completely just runs through him. Um I, I don't wanna be making bold like predict predictions like this, but I don't know. I do think Aspinall is the truth. I think this could go like one of two ways, and I just feel like Aspinall's fucking that good. Um and it's it's, just, it's a very good stylistic matchup for him. I think that's what makes him so so good. Like he can take the fight anywhere. He sort of like takes the fight where he wants it to go, on the ground or on the feet. He can hang with the strikers, and he's got fucking sick jujitsu. And for heavyweights, uh, well, the heavyweights he's fighting anyway, like Volkov. You know, he could definitely have the advantage on the ground. So yeah, what do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Aspinall's going to get it done. I think he's going to have a significant speed advantage on the feet and Volkov likes to stand and I just think Aspinall's probably going to box the face off him. I think if Volkov is to uh, have a chance, he needs to take Aspinall's legs out. And But I don't know if... Yeah, I don't know if he's going to be quick enough to do that. 
big lad though is Volkov massive reach uh, but yeah I just uh, Aspinall just has looks he looks so good he looks so like self-assured mentally he looks on top um, yeah I just I, I'd be surprised if Volkov wins actually I, I think Aspinall's going to do the business um, mate it's a stacked main card I tell you what you've got obviously that's the main event co-main Arnold Allen Dan Hook Mate, yeah, that's a mad fight. We've been waiting for a long time for Arnold Allen to have like a notable, sort of well-known opponent, and Dan Hooker's that, just that. Uh, I saw him in an interview with Ariel saying uh, featherweight's his best weight because you know it gives him a focus, makes him work harder to actually get down to the weight. He takes things a lot more seriously. Um, which makes sense. But yeah, Arnold Allen one of the most promising British prospects taking on Dan Hooker. I I don't I'm intrigued by this, you know. I don't I don't actually know how I see it going. Cause Dan Hooker has fought at Featherweight before, but not for a long time. So yeah, I'm in, I'm very intrigued. See how it goes. Yeah, I'm incredibly intrigued as well. But my only thing is with it is that I'd like to see Arnold Allen just fight a ranked featherweight. I think the fact that Dan Hooker, like, I love him. But if you have, like, I have Alan's best interests at heart, because you want him to, like, get his chance, get his shine, because he's repping Britain. I think he gets more shine by beating a top five featherweight or, like, top six, top seven featherweight than he does by beating Dan Hooker, who's making his debut at the weight class. And who's lost like quite a few of his last fights, um, but yeah, I don't know. I f- I feel like Alan thing, probably mate. The thing with Arnold Allen, the thing with Arnold Allen, he's someone who has been in the UFC for quite a while now, but for, he doesn't really do a lot for the UFC. If you're looking at it from the UFC's perspective, like they probably just want to use him as like a stepping stone for Dan Hooker, um get Dan Hooker to be one of the top prospects at featherweight and then throw Dan Hooker straight into top 15. Because like Arnold Allen is a good solid fighter but he's not very like marketable. He doesn't engage with like the the market inside yeah. of the UFC. So like whereas Dan Hooker's got like a pretty big name. Yeah. And also know. like it gives Allen just more of a name if he beats a bigger name. Than like Josh Emmett, yeah, or like, yeah, right. a, or like a, I don't know, fucking Calvin Cato or something. Or maybe not, but but yeah, I reckon. Uh, fuck, that is a fucking really interesting fight. I literally have no idea how that goes. Like three round decision, and like someone fucking pick him. Super technical is Arnold Allen, and then Hooker is as well to be fair so like has the potential to end up being like a really technical kickboxing fight that's not super entertaining but could be wrong but. yeah <laughs> I think it has like the it looks kind of like entertaining but I don't actually think it will be very entertaining yeah. if I'm being honest I think you're right I think it will be a very like technical 
standing, we'll see. grappling. But if you are looking for entertainment, where entertainment is guaranteed, lies with the young man, Paddy Pimblett. Paddy the baddie. He's made quite the name for himself since his debut and he's making his return on the London card. He'll be fighting a certain Rodrigo Vargas. Never heard of him. Uh, but that's probably a good thing given it's only Paddy's second UFC fight. Don't want to have him fighting some absolute murderer. But Vargas has a record of 12-2, oh sorry, 12-4-0. So, you know, fairly experienced. Uh, I, I just don't know a whole lot about him. But yeah, Pimblet promised to put on a show. He said he'll be disappointed if if uh, Vargas makes out the first round. So uh, expect to. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing Paddy. Uh, I think his walkout's going to be mental. There's probably going to be loads of scousers there. I think he's quite a big part of the reason the that this sold out as quickly as it did as well. So yeah, what are your thoughts on Pad? Oh mate, like it doesn't matter who fights, I guess. It's just this is Paddy's fucking you know, moment. It's mad, like he just I feel like this is just what Paddy's gonna fucking be now. Like I think even if he as long as he can get near the picture in the ta- in the same way that Till did, right? Like maybe like not fight for a belt. But like at some point in the next few years, as long as Paddy is like in the top ten, top fifteen. He's always just going to make money for the UFC, I feel. He's always going to profit. Like, it's going to be just a big, like... He's just going to sell pay-per-views and, like, get views. I do think he's, like, a star. So, I mean, I to be honest, it's, it's mad, yeah, because I don't personally even think that he is all that. But, like, the fact that he's got that seven-figure deal with Barstool Sports and, like, that is so fucking mad for UFC fire to have after one fight. I just feel like it's going to be like the same with Sean O'Malley. They're probably just going to feed him like low le- what like low level UFC lightweights for the next like few fights to build him up a lot and earn a fuckload of money, and then like he'll progress slowly but surely into the top fifteen. Yeah, it just goes to show if you market and promote yourself in the right way. Like UFC will back you. Yeah, they will feed you. They'll, but they'll essentially give you easier fights so that yeah. you win and build up your name. They'll feed you money. They feed you easy fights, but not not necessarily going to be an easy fight for Paddy Pimblett. Uh, nah, Vargas nah. got decent record. Um, next fight on nah, the card, you've got Gunnar Nelson. Gunnar Nelson making his return after a good while now. Can't remember his last fight to be honest. Oh, Gunnar, Gunny. He's, fake, uh, he's taking on Takashi Sato. Uh, and you've got Shamil Abdu Rahimov taking on Sergei Pavlovich, who's got to be Russian, surely. And then you've got Nikita Krylov taking on Paul Craig. <clears throat> Holy shit. Nikita Krylov's fought so many times. Fucking records 27 and 8. Uh, and then Paul Craig 15 and 4. Uh, we're a fan of Paul Craig in the clinch. Uh, solid Scottish <laughs> Brazilian jiu-jitsu wizard. Uh, who's, yeah, he's really got off his back. And that's pretty cool to see in modern day MMA. Uh, 
he in his last fight he like broke Jamal Hill's arm. <laughs> yeah, dislocated his elbow and like broke his arm. Yeah, that is an animal. Was Paul Craig? I love the intensity he brings as well. Like the weigh-ins, he probably gets in people's faces and like just looks like Braveheart basically. Yeah, I think it's sick that he's Scottish. Like, <laughs> more than anything, it's just sick to see like a Scottish like man representing Scotland at, at that high level. It's got to support the Brits, isn't it? Always. So, um, but yeah, no, his judiciary is so sick. And yeah. it's almost Seems like, like, yeah, gone. Seems like a good bloke as well. Like, after he did that to Hill, uh, he had a yeah. deal with him after basically breaking his arm. Yeah. Uh, prelims, couple notable notable names. Jai Herbert was supposed to be fighting Mike Davis. Mike Davis pulled out. So now in steps Ilya Taporia. Uh, those of you who don't know Ilya Taporia, he's the guy who destroyed Ryan Hall. Uh, and he looks like an absolute beast, to be fair. Mate, that should be a scrap. Another he's Russian. A beast. Yeah, he is. He is. I was going to say another Russian, Timur Valiev, is taking on our Welsh boy, Jack Shaw, who is 15 and 0. The Welsh Khabib, mate. Future Jack champ, Shaw. mate. Watch out. Champ room. season. Remember the name. Yeah. Um, sure. Remember the name. Sure, and then you got Meatball Molly McCann. <laughs> Molly McCann, the Meatball, taking on Luana Carolina. Be nice to see the Meatball back in action. Uh, and then the man from Wigan, Mohammed Mokayev, the Wigan, what, Dagestani-born Wiganer. Yeah. That would be very fascinating to see how that fella does. He's so young, but hearing he's 21 years old. I'm hearing a lot of good things about him. 6-0, one no contest, taking on Cody Durden. Can't say I know anything about Cody Durden, I'll be honest. But uh yeah. <laughs> you got Mike Grundy. Nah, I Go mean <sighs> mate, Mokayev. I just think he's the truth. Got to um I think everyone should yeah, definitely watch and watch that. Because uh he's definitely the future of I mean, just in like five, six, seven, eight years' time. He'll be like a big part of the flyweight division, I reckon. Uh, so uh, definitely keep your eyes peeled for him. This is like his coming out party. Everyone now know the name Muhammad Makayev, mate. When you have like the Russian fan base and the UK fan base totally behind you, fucking bare people, eh? Two nations like representing you. Same with like hams out of like Sweden and um mate, to be honest, I don't even, where like Chechnya or something. Russia. Russia. Yeah, or Chechnya, yeah. Same with loads of them that have like lived across. Um, but no need to delve into the geopolitics of Russian nationality, mate. Um but uh, mate, Mike Grundy be Mike Amicani. It's a fucking scrap. And Nathaniel Wood, Vivian Morales. That's the first fight on the card. I just really hope that, like, UK fans 
turn up at six o'clock and are there for all the fights. Like, you know how you see in America that, like, the prelims, there's no one in their seats and it's empty. I just, I'm really hoping that, like, UK fans are fucking 30 and they all go for the, like, I want to see everyone there watching, um, like, Molly McCann, everyone there, five fights in, Mikhail, Mike Grundy. Um, I'd just be sick to have a, another UFC in London. It's been, like, three years. It's been far too long. Yeah, I think they'll uh, they'll go from early because, as you said, like we don't get UFC in London that often. So I reckon people will get there for like the first fight. To be fair, yeah, no, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's gonna be fucking awesome. It's gonna be fucking that it is. Yeah, it's a shame we won't be able to watch it live. Yeah. <laughs> I was just thinking I'm going to record it in York and at home so that I can absolutely watch it no matter fucking yeah. what the fuck happens. Um, yep. But aside from UFC London, we had UFC this weekend. Uh, is it the second under Khabib as the sort of <laughs> promoter in the US? Yeah. Uh, main event: Kevin Lee took on uh, like forty-year-old Diego Sanchez, and Kevin Lee won. Did anyone see that coming? I'll tell you what people didn't see coming. To be fair, Diego Sanchez apparently looked pretty good for his age. I uh, wonder if he's on PEDs or you know, <laughs> now that he's out of the UFC, he's been uh, allowed to delve into the the world of the. Uh, Mexican supplements. Yeah, I've um, got absolutely no doubt he's fucking on something now. But uh, his body looks like, you know, a bit better than it did in his final UFC fight. So, yeah, TRT, mate. But, uh, yeah, Kevin Lee got it done. So, fair play, Kevin I Lee. Agree. Is that really, is that halal, TRT, is it? Like, <laughs> we're allowing that here. Um, more kind of, of a just... competitive, cotton gum. No, I don't know. How do you feel about like Eagle FC I mean I think it has legs because because the people who are involved in it yeah people love Khabib people are like obsessed with Khabib so but the fights they're putting on are shit really like they are like so far yeah um but they are names, it can only so, yeah. grow it can only grow especially if the UFC keeps not paying their fighters as well as they should a lot of people are going to start leaving I reckon the UFC yeah. is the UFC though it has production values what makes it what it is and it's name Um. so yeah but I'll tell you what if you look at one FC's numbers we're going to come on to uh, Gary Tonin now and uh, uh, Gary, Gary Tonin for Tan Lee uh, who's an absolute beast in fairness and uh, but yeah, one FC's numbers in Asia are insane. Like the the viewer the viewership they pull in is absolutely ridiculous. Um you just don't hear about it as much because it's not as big as in, in the UK and in the US, but like it is massive in Asia. Following's crazy. Uh but yeah, Gary Tonin got beaten by Tanley, who is the champ of that division, has been now for a couple of fights. Gary Tonin went for a leg lock and yeah. <laughs> quite work out got his face smashed in uh, and Tanley walked away with uh, the belt 
retained his title. Uh, that's why you don't go for leg locks unless you've got it absolutely locked in. Yeah. Uh, John Lineker as well became the 1FC bantamweight champ. Hands of stone. Could never do it in the UFC, but could do it in 1FC. So, yeah. Well done, John, mate. Yeah, it was pretty cool to see John Lineker fucking absolutely going mental effects. He just um, does what he does. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's such a scrapper. So, yeah, that was fucking awesome to see. That was sick. Uh, <clears throat> mate, why? why where was Rod? Where was, why did Rod? I swear Rod Tang, Mighty Mouse. Was that's to be on that's that coming card. up. That's coming up. Uh, it was. Uh, I think it got moved. It's coming up. There's like a massive one FC card coming up. It might even be this weekend. Uh, Rod Tang versus DJ one X. Oh, it's on March twenty sixth. So next weekend. Is it next weekend? Oh, mad. Yeah. Who's yeah. on it? What other fights are on it? Uh, just loads like really big fights in terms of like Muay Thai and that. Um, you're not like a big Muay Thai fan. Uh, one X. Knows... Main card. Oh, fuck. I don't know any of these guys. Oh, John Wayne Parr's fighting. Uh, yeah. Cap. <laughs> Some Thai guy called Captain. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's weird. It's like a, it's a card of loads of different rule sets, fights. Like there's some Muay Thai, there's some MMA. Yeah. There's obviously the Rod Tang, Demetrius mixed rules, which is going to be really fascinating. I'm sure that's we'll cover we that need. in the week. That's all we that's all, I mean, up to that. I think they're all sick, but like, uh, Rod Tang Johnson is what I want. Like, that would be fucking mad. Yeah. So, so intriguing to see how that fight plays out. But we'll, I, I, yeah, we'll cover that close to the date. Yeah. Uh, fucking a good few, uh, three, uh, well, couple fight announcements uh, in the last couple of weeks. Big ones. Uh, if Tony Chandler, pretty sure we covered that last week, didn't we? Uh yeah, but um I can't even remember. Yeah. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Uh, Basically just said like feel for Tony. Well I, I backed Tony, but yeah, I think you said like you think China's gonna fuck him up. No, uh, to be fair, like since having like thought about it some more, like I do think that to some extent like Chandler's style is like not a bad thing for Tony like kind of works in his favour if Chandler's just going to stand in front of him and bang exactly then like they're just going to bang but yeah I'm not sure as Chandler's if Chandler's grappling is as dominant as Darius or Oliveira yeah. but we shall see oh yeah Cheetah but like the thing is the thing Go is though on. like this this gives me like full sense of hope I don't want to get my hopes up that Tony's and then just to get my hopes crushed because like nah I just I Feel for Tony, fucking love him. But yeah, yeah I'd be fucking murders Chandler with elbows. Have faith in El Pacui, mate. Yeah. Uh, another absolute banger was announced this week. Cheeto Vera, Marlon Vera, oh, taking on Rob Font. Holy fuck, mate! Mate, what Cheeto scrap season. I'm telling you, Could I back Cheeto hundred percent. Yeah, his his work rate seems insane. Yeah, uh, Cheeto. 
I've I, hearing on, on on a couple of podcasts. The yeah. mentality's like spot on. Sounds like Mate, I think I think that um, Rob Font is fucking sick. Yeah, I really do. But I think that he's the only, the thing that he has over Cheeto is his range, and I think that Cheeto's style just is so relentless and forward pressing that his range will not it will just not be as impactful. And then Chia will just get in the pocket with him and absolutely fucking tear him apart. Um, but yeah, I mean, obviously Rob Font is sick and like it's going to be a really violent fight. But I definitely backed Vera in that kind of stylistic matchup, the way the fight will be. Uh, I just think he's just such a fucking relentless animal. Um, oh, he's so sick, man. I would love him. If he wins, then that's what, like, makes him look ranked he's top five for sure if he's who beats Font yeah 100% mate uh, one more story before we go that we didn't cover last week uh, so Cain Velasquez has been denied bail uh, basically pretty pretty tough one his I think his daughter was like repeatedly molested by this guy and then obviously as any parent would do in that situation uh well a lot of people say they would they'd murder the person responsible and Kane went and supposedly like shot the guy don't know if he did he actually shoot him yeah uh and then yeah Kane's been put in prison I'm not sure for how long to be fair, for attempted murder. And supposedly the guy somehow is walking free, which I don't understand. Don't make any sense to me, but yeah. I don't know if you know any more about the story. No, I don't know any of the legal shit. I know that apparently like he ran like ran him off the road. Like Cain Velasquez ran him off the road like in his car. And then got out and shot him. And then, yeah, I don't know how or why they're, they're not in jail or anything. But, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to jail for a, quite a while at least. But, well, I think a few things. Firstly, like, just fucking so peak. Just so, like, horrible, the whole situation. Um, And, yeah, I mean... One like thing I think is that to be honest, Cain Velasquez in jail, like mate, he's gonna be the fucking king of the jail. Like he's fucking UFC heavyweight champion of the world. Like <laughs> he's literally gonna they're gonna fucking worship him in jail, I reckon. You can assert his dominance. Like he's he's actually like so if you just think about this from like a purely like fucking I don't know, like species, like Man on man, yeah. Being the heavyweight champion of the world means you can literally fuck up any human being alive. Like, that actually, that's actually what it means. Like, tell it basically. And he's going to be in prison where, like, they're probably going to want to fight and shit. And he's literally, like, one of the only people in the world that can categorically, like, say, I can beat up any fucking man in the world. In the fucking world. Yeah, under MMA rule set. Yep. 
but prison's different, Matt. Yeah. No, no, no rules in prison. Oh, yeah. but mate, like he he's mate, he literally just fucking killed a man. He did. With a gun. <laughs> With a gun, yeah. So he clearly doesn't yeah. give a fuck anyway. So Yeah. That makes him even scarier. Well, actually, I, no, I think fair, that's not fair at all. He killed a man who molested his daughter. The reason he that's did it not... was like very valid. The whole that's yeah, fucked 100%, up. That yeah. He's he's like, yeah, that yeah, it no, makes I sense why he did it. I didn't just really said that. I don't get the US. Uh, fuck, fuck yeah, them. They're, just, they're just retarded, all of them. But mate, it's the it same is. same thing with like what Khalil Roundtree was saying about like his. People who killed his dad are like out, they're free now. They did like five yeah. years and then they're out. You're just like, what? Nah. What the fuck? How does that even fucking make sense? Like, America, man. America. Merc. Anywho, we've been going for like over an hour now. So, uh, we should probably wrap it up there. Yeah, probably, Matt. Right. All right. Enjoy UFC London, everyone. Yeah. It'll be fucking sick. Um, God, I'm not going. Or I'm not really going to go watch it, but fucking will. Just not live. But, uh, been an absolute pleasure, guys, as always. Uh, stay safe wherever you are. And yeah, big up Ukraine again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, fuck Putin. Fuck Putin, mate. Fuck Putin, that.